What you're about to hear is a real investigation involving actual people who think they have an insolvable situation. Until they find Trustdale, in the next few minutes, you'll go behind the scenes as veteran consumer investigator Dale Cardwell and his team get to the bottom and solve a problem that could happen to you. This is Dale Cardwell Investigates. Imagine for a moment you've locked your keys in the car. You're outside the car looking in. It's frustrating. You see the keys, but you can't get to them. What do you do? You call a locksmith. I'm consumer investigator Dale Cardwell, and this is Locked Out. Amy Cargus is with me today because, Amy, we're going to talk about what happened to Evan Thomas. This is quite a story, Dale. It is. Evan Thomas is a 19-year-old young man who uh, got his first job excited, was running an errand for his boss, and guess what? He locks his keys into the car. Now, Evan doesn't realize it, but he's one of hundreds of people that do this every day in every major city in the United States. And what Evan doesn't know is that he has something in common with many, many, many of those people. Amy, let's listen to Joanne Thomas. She's Evan's mom. Let's let her tell the story. Joanne? So he was told over the phone that it would be $25, $25 service fee. And he's a 19-year-old who, you know, took them by. He doesn't have any experience with locksmiths. And he just got a job a week ago. He was in a work truck, and he was desperate to get his car unlocked. What happened when they arrived? So the worker arrived um, an hour later, as opposed to 15 minutes. And he had an air pump kit and it took him approximately 60 seconds to get into the car. Mm -hmm. And Evan was expecting a $25 bill, and he hands him a bill, and it was $325. $325. $325. And he was shocked. $325. That's 13 times the estimate. If it weren't so sad, it would be funny, because it's just so out of the box. You know, I can't imagine being a 19-year-old stuck. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do, honestly. Well, Evan pulled out his family's credit card and paid the bill. I mean, what else choice did he have? That's true. What other choice did he have? Okay, so what Evan didn't know, Amy, is that he had been uh, the victim. He had been made the victim of, of an intentional scheme uh, to move that price from $25 to $300. $25. We've done the research, we've investigated, and we found that the company that Evan hired is called GA Lock and Key. They're also known as Georgia Lock and Key, and we'll get into that a little bit more deeper in our story. Georgia Lock and Key, GA Lock and Key, operates via telephone. You can't find them, they don't have a findable office, but they have a dispatcher who answers the phone. When you Google locksmith, what you might not know is that there are a handful of companies that buy Google AdWords. They make certain that they're buying keywords that you are going to find when you Google the word locksmith. What you also probably don't know is that those handfuls of companies rename themselves over and over again. That handful of companies may represent themselves online as 50 locksmith companies. 
So when you think that you're seeing variety of opportunity to hire locksmith, Amy, you're really seeing the same companies over and over again under a different name. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so Evan didn't know that. So here's what happens. You call the dispatcher. They find out where you are. And then they're going to tell you two things. They're going to tell you that it's going to cost $25 to come out or to get started. And then the second thing they're going to tell you is that they'll be there in 15 minutes. Amy, why do they tell you that they'll be there in 15 minutes? So you'll think they'll be able to get there quickly and you won't have to wait long. What happens when 30 minutes go by and they're not there? Well, you're certain they're going to be coming any minute. You know, that they must have gotten stuck in traffic. It will be any minute now, so you keep waiting. You've invested the time. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would you start the clock clock over again? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what Evan didn't realize. They knew it. They do this every day. So they know Evan's going to wait, and the longer he waits, the more committed he becomes to that particular call because he thinks, I don't want to start this all over again. No, and you don't want to call somebody else because they might show up halfway through. Amy, what's the purpose of the locksmith saying it's $25 to start? Well, that's a really reasonable price. So generally people, you know, 25 bucks seems like a, a bargain and, and, you know, you yeah, you figure you probably got 25 bucks in your pocket. Yeah. What's going on psychologically that you don't think that in a deeper manner? That it's to start. You don't, you don't catch that part. You hear $25 and you go, oh, great, I'm done. This is a bargain. I can keep moving. Plus, they're going to be there in 15 minutes. Right. You can get on with your day, right? Absolutely. There's a third common denominator. It's called mumbling. Tell me about that. Well, if you mumble, I mean, anybody who's um, had a teenager knows if you mumble, you don't quite hear them. And so you assume you've probably heard the best. You, you assume you've heard you know, positive things. You think you've grasped the situation. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So Evan's waiting for GA Lock and Key to come unlock the company vehicle. Um, 15 minutes turns into 30 minutes. 30 minutes turns into 45. 45 comes in, turns into 60 minutes. The locksmith arrives. What happens? Well, they unlock your car. It takes only a minute or so. It's really quick to do. And then they write out an invoice and they hand it to Evan. And it says not $25, but it says $325. Now, what is their excuse? Why does that bill go from 25 to 325 well, it was uh, insurance. You can get it claimed on your insurance. Um, I have to, It took a long time for me to open your door or the technology I needed to use on your door to open it. All things that the consumer is not prepared to deal with. Right. They don't have information to negate what the locksmith is telling them. Right. It was also supposed to be an emergency fee. $300? That's right. Uh, Morgan Chemansky, one of our producers, just mentioned that it, there's also supposed emergency, to be right. an emergency fee. You don't have time to think this through, uh, but we do. Uh, our investigative unit decided to call GA Lock and Key. We thought about this a lot. We thought it through. Uh, as a consumer investigator, I've done locksmith stories for years. I generally know what this scheme is. Uh, This one took it to new heights. Uh, But what we did, Amy, is we asked Morgan uh, to set Georgia Lock and Key up, GA Lock and Key up, in a typical late model Mazda. And Morgan calls, and he inquires, just like Evan did, how much it's going to cost, how soon can you be here? Let's listen to what Morgan said. Uh, Hi, I uh, I locked my keys out of my car, and I, I... 
kind of wanted to get a price from you guys. Um, I, I'm a little bit in a hurry. What's uh, what what what? How much is your uh, fee? Uh, you look at about 15 minutes, sir. You said you locked out of your car. Yeah, yeah. It's a Mazda 3, uh, 2011. All right, I have my permission to get a car back. I know you're in a rush. So let me have, it, have it call you right back. Okay. All right. Well, what's the uh, what's the fee on that? I I need to know the fee first. The ser yeah, the service fee is 25, sir. The unlock starts at 30. And I'll have my technician give you a call right back, sir. All right, thanks. Mm, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I needed a uh, car unlocked. Um. Okay, I'm on the way to you. Okay. Sorry. I'm on the way to you. Yeah. What? What's uh? What's the price on on that? Yeah, can you give me an estimate, a quote on the phone? Seventy-five to start opening the car. Thirty-five. Okay. Well, what is what does it mean exactly to starting at? What? Well, okay. So you need to see what you have to do to unlock the car. I mean, is it isn't it the same kind of lock for all cars? No, uh, different ones. They have car with electric. They have uh, different different types. All right. Um, well, it's it's a 2006 Mazda 3. Um, does that make a difference? Does that help you out? I, I, I need to see it, man. So you need to see the car before you can give me a quote? Yes. Last in service. Hi. The, uh, or the tech called me, and uh, I couldn't get a price on the phone from him. Um, could, what, what kind of car is it for, sir? Uh, 2011 uh, Mazda 3. And and I'm I'm okay. Um, yeah. You're looking roughly between seventy-five and eighty-five dollars, sir, because it is a Mazda, and you cannot open that car with a slim jim. They're gonna have to use a uh, air socket, probably two, to get into the the um door. Because if you put a slim jim in there, you can mess up your whole locking system. Okay. If you know, so we can't put something in your car that may cause damage. So we have to do it the right way. And I'll have it in about fifteen minutes, sir. Do Do you take credit cards? Yeah, he'll take the credit card on site. Uh huh. Okay. All right. That's yeah. That's that's okay. fine. Right. Um, that'll Thank work. You. All right. Bye. So you hear that Morgan's expected fee is higher than Evans' fee uh, by about seventy-five dollars. Amy, what changed? Well, I think it really it was that we pressed Morgan to get a more exact. He was he he questioned the the prices a little bit stronger and was more uh, definitive on getting an answer. Okay, so first he's he did not settle for well it's going to be twenty five dollars to start. He wanted to know how much it was going to cost in total to unlock this style of car. And then we heard the mumbling, right? Right. Okay, so the dispatcher mumbled and said, well it it basically depends on what kind of car you have, what the locking mechanism is, and what the parts are that are needed to unlock your car, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we come back from this very short break, you're going to hear what happens when the locksmith arrives. Uh, does he honor the price that he and his partner quoted 
over the phone. And how does a $25 start fee turn into a $325 bill? You'll hear that later in the show. You're listening to Dale Cardwell Investigates. Don't get stuck on the side of the road because you think regular maintenance is inconvenient or too expensive. You can trust Haviland Express Lube to keep your car running with their fast, honest, and competitively priced oil changes. Pull into any of the Haviland Express Lube's metro locations. For most cars, it's just $19.99 plus tax and nominal shop fees. That's Haviland Express Lube. For more than 30 years, he's taken on the unsolvable problems. You're listening to Dale Cardwell Investigates. Now here's Dale with more of the story. Let's set the scene. Amy and myself are hiding in a vehicle. Uh, Morgan is our guinea pig. Morgan has locked his keys in his car intentionally in order to lure GA Lock and Key to our scene to see what they're going to do. Are they going to unlock the car? And are they going to unlock the car for $25? for $100 or for $325. Let's listen in as the locksmith encounters the scene. Hey. Hey, Hey, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. I just messed up. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, I got a credit card, is that okay? What was the company you're with again? Huh? What was the company you're with again? Georgia Lock and Key 24 7. Gotcha. I gotta remember you guys, man. This ever happens again. Okay. Alright, so. Yeah. Is it 75 and 25? Yeah. Okay. Again, it happens very quickly, Amy, but Morgan says, okay, that's $25 to come out and $75 to unlock the car, and the technician says yes. Yeah, and it happened really, really quickly. The technician was there in time. Was it within the 15 minutes? Um, Had it done, was very polite, and charged Morgan exactly what we expected. Which was $100. Yes. $25 to come out to start. $75 to unlock this late model Mazda. Right. Again, the dispatcher said $25 to start, $75 to $85, depending on blah, 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 blah. Fast talk, right? Yep. Why do you think they honored the price, the approximate price that they quoted over the phone? You know, this one was, um, I think it really was because we pressed. We pressed for, um, you know, a more exact price. We, Morgan asked several questions, asked several times. I think we even had him call back once to clarify. Yeah. So how does a $25 bill or quote over the phone become a $325 bill uh, in the case of Evan? Uh, so we did our research. Again, GA Lock and Key, Georgia Lock and Key, if you Google them, you're going to find a website. You're going to find uh, a path to find this company. But, but Amy, you're not going to find a path to find them physically. No, no, not at all. There is no findable address. 
Okay, so in my seven standards of, of professionalism that I, in, I expect a company to meet, if I'm going to recommend that company, the acronym is PVDCLLM. Today we're talking about price. Uh, Evan is the victim of a classic bait and switch. But in those seven standards, I expect that a company needs to have a findable office. Yes. Uh, why does a company need to have a findable office, Amy? Well, because there needs to be, it shows permanence. It's, you need to have somewhere to go if you have a problem. Um, you know, it's too easy to pick up and go and, you know, and it's fly by night. Okay. So the reason we know that GA Lock and Key is a fairly polished organization is because they list a findable office. Right. Right. It's on Peachtree Street. Everybody knows Peachtree Street. Absolutely. So uh, we visited the findable office uh, for GA Lock and Key on Peachtree Street, and we found a gated high-rise condo community. And not exactly what you'd be expecting a um, locksmith to be in. No. And so uh, we were able to get beyond the gate uh, with the help of some folks. And we went to the 10th floor, and we knocked on the door of GA Lock and Key, and what happened? Uh, I believe nobody answered. No one answered, mm-hmm. and 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 I I will I will tell you there's no one answering because there's no one there. Yeah. Okay. So, but what does the purpose of listing that address do for someone who's panicking? They want to do a little bit of research, and they find J Lock and Key online. Peace of mind. They must, you know, Peachtree Street. It must be a successful company. They must know what they're doing. If they have a a findable address, if they have a prestigious address. Um, they must be a quality organization you can trust. But you can't trust these guys. You can't find them. No. Or at least the common person can't find no. GA Lock and Key. So here's what we do next. Uh, we we want to find out how a $25 start fee becomes a $325 unlock fee. So we went back to the phones. Well, we went back to the phones and we, we thought about it, you know, the team really thought hard about, okay, what was different about our, our um, using Morgan and what Evan did? And what happened to the dozens and dozens of other people who have filed complaints with the Better Business Bureau? Absolutely. And one of the things, one of the factors we had not taken into consideration initially was Evan was in a very specific part of town. So, you know, one of our thoughts was if these technicians work in areas like many of us, you know, maybe the one technician doesn't travel from, you know, I-85 to 75. Maybe he has a three-mile radius. Right. So that was one of the things we took into consideration. Okay. So what we also took into consideration is that we wanted to set GA Lock and Key up with a similar car. Yes. We did not want it to have a different locking mechanism in the event that they truly could claim that the locking mechanisms were different and this one was much more difficult than this. So so we essentially got another Mazda. We have, yeah, similar cars. Um, what we needed was a different location. We needed a different car because what if we did get the same technician? So we also needed a different person. And we also uh, consulted with a professional locksmith to make certain that the lock mechanisms of those two cars were Exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So that there was no difference in the way to unlock either car. Correct. Okay, so uh, Amy, we're sitting in the parking lot again. You and I are staking out uh, the locksmith, and you call the locksmith. Let's let's let our listeners hear the sound of that interchange with the dispatcher. How much is this going to run? 
Um, the service fee for the technician to come out is $25, and the unlock starts at 30 It's based on the car, but I'm going to let them know exactly what type of car that you're driving, okay? Okay. The similarity is mumbling. Mumbling. Mm -hmm. And talking fast. When you've locked your keys in the car, Amy, legitimately, are you thinking through the mumble? Are you are you trying to figure out what they said, or are you just simply panicking and you're needing just, someone? You're just panicking. You just need somebody. You want somebody there. You're not thinking real clearly, necessarily. Okay, so she says it's $25 to start? Mm-hmm. Okay. $25 to start, and thirty five starting at $35 open, to open. Okay, so... To unlock. To unlock. Okay. So what is the average consumer hearing? Mm, 55 bucks, 60 bucks, if and I'm doing my math quick. I ventured to guess that there's been a significant amount of research done by the locksmith schemes in order to perpetrate this scheme. I would think so. They know what human behavior is going to be because they've done it day after day after day. Well, when you do something over and over and over again, you perfect it. Yes, and so... so what we did this time, what was different, Amy, about this conversation with the same lady than the conversation that Morgan had with her two days earlier? Well, I didn't push to get more details. I didn't push for an exact amount. Um, I didn't give a specific car maker model. And, and I'll be honest, I, I'm wondering if there was some, some difference because it was a female on the phone, that I was a female as opposed to Morgan being a male. That's a fair question. Mm -hmm. That's a fair question. Uh, Morgan was more aggressive in trying to determine what the actual price would be. You were less aggressive. Uh, but to the common consumer, I think it's fair to say you expected something between 30 and $55. Right. Okay. So let's listen what happens when the locksmith uh, comes out meets Amy in the parking lot and has no idea that we are recording the interchange. So how much is it going to be? So yeah, power lock mechanism vehicle. Um, to unlock the vehicle, basic type of tools to use and mechanism is 300 uh -huh. plus a service called 25. Excuse me? 300? Mm -hmm. Okay, my husband paid like 100. Well, so do you guys, but you guys all work for Georgia Lock and Key, right? But I called Georgia Lock and Key. Yeah, you did, but I don't know who the other company... Well, he called Georgia Lock and Key, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Okay, so what you heard there was the sticker shock moment, right? Yes, absolutely. I was stunned. 300, mm -hmm. which was really 325. It was actually 325. And then, Amy, the mumbling starts. Well, the, he, he, he mumbled a bit before, too, as he was like, you know, about the... Just, he talked really fast. I think there's something about the something charge in there. Yeah, and then um, when I questioned it, he told me to check with my insurance. He, he suggested you check with your insurance as though it was a done deal. Right. This happens every day. Oh, relax. It's not a big deal. Your insurance company will cover it. Right. We'll reimburse you. Now so you, you still have to pay that 325 up front. Yeah. You made the reference to your husband having his car unlocked just two days earlier, and it was only $100. You were referring to I our was re situation with Morgan. I was. Morgan is not my husband, but and yes. I was so about that's to say congratulations. Yeah. No, um, Morgan is my coworker, but that, you know, I, that's what I was referring to is trying to get him to explain to me why there was such a huge difference in the prices. Amy, how many times a day do you think that technician has to deal with that hostile moment? I'm pretty much guessing every single time he answers a call, so probably four times an hour. Yes, and so they're well prepared for that moment. The consumer is not. Uh, we want you to hear what happens when we confront the technician because, Amy, I don't think he was prepared for that. No, he was not prepared, prepared for you, Dale. We're going to turn the tables.
Who do you trust to change your oil? I'm consumer investigator Dale Cardwell, and believe it or not, I always changed my own oil until I found Haviland Express Lube. My team and I secret shopped competitors all over town. Only one met my seven-point standard, Haviland Express Lube. Why? They're honest, easy on your wallet, and really, really fast. Don't settle for imitators. Visit Trustdale.com, print off your money-saving coupon, or better yet, pull into Haviland Express Loop and ask for your Trustdale deal. Trustdale.com. Got an unsolvable problem? Send an email to help at Trustdale.com. You're listening to Dale Cardwell Investigates. Here's Dale with more. Again, let's set the scene. The technician has arrived. You've greeted him at the door of the car. Uh, it took approximately 60 seconds to pop the lock and get the keys. Did he use the exact same technique as the other technician used two days earlier? Absolutely. Okay. Exactly the same uh, type of equipment. Okay, and then he starts to write out the invoice. Yes, yes, writes out the invoice. Doesn't say anything while he's writing out the invoice. He doesn't say anything until he tries to get me to sign the invoice. Where, that's, where are the keys at that point? Um... I believe he had given me back the keys at that point. I think he, he had handed them to me, which okay. surprised me. Okay. So at this point, we believe that he does this repeatedly yes. every day. Uh, so he's very well trained in, in dealing with a person that's hostile, that's angry, that's shocked, that doesn't want to pay that bill, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the average consumer ready for that interchange? I doubt it. Highly. No, because that average consumer was expecting to pay something between $25 and $55, and now they're they're being told that the bill is $325. Yeah, and I don't know how many of you carry that kind of cash on you. Um, I don't on a regular basis. Now, you know, I might, of course, I might have it, but in some form, credit card, debit card, et cetera, but I'm not carrying that kind of cash with me for a, an emergency. Yeah, so... Amy, uh, Kevin Wilson, Master Locksmith. Uh, we recommend Kevin Wilson as a legitimate locksmith. Uh, we talked to Kevin uh, about how you avoid this happening. Uh, what are some primary rules that he that he shares that says, this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do? Well, one of the recommendations that Kevin makes is that you prepare ahead of time for, for these kinds of situations and have the number of a locksmith in your phone that you trust. Um, that's one really good tip he had. How about having a spare set of keys uh, magnetized and, and hidden somewhere on your car? Well, that that's also a possibility. Some people that's not great for, but some people it is. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, he gave us some tips on uh, what you should tell a locksmith and what a legitimate locksmith would be expecting. Without a doubt. So let's listen to Kevin share some of those uh, points uh, that protect you if you find yourself in this situation. Kevin? The thing to do when you're quoted a low price is ask what the final price is going to be because that's what we do when we, when we quote uh, an installation or a car lockout. If we're going to a business or a house, we do have to look at the doors and what we're actually working on and give a written price. But in the case of a car, I can give a final price before I leave the house. And that's, I think, the important thing. You don't want to fall into the trap of being quoted just the, the call-out charge and wait for them to get done before you know the final price. That's, that's where you get trapped is not asking what is that final price going to be based on what I've showed you. That's where you get trapped, Amy. And and Evan certainly did. Evan got trapped, uh, but Evan had no idea that he was one of thousands of people 
that get trapped in this scheme. No. Um, and one later on when we talked to Evan, I had encountered the exact same technician that Evan had. Really? It was the exact same technician. I confirmed it with Evan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Okay, so Kevin says that they will be able to quote you an accurate final price over the phone because when you're in the panic, Amy, and they say, well, it kind of depends on the make and the model and the difficulty of unlocking your car, you're not thinking, wait a second, these people are experts at unlocking cars. They've encountered every make and model already. Why in the world would they not know now what it takes to unlock a late model Mazda? I think that's really the the, the point where you're 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 confused, you're angry, you're frustrated, and you're not thinking straight. It's very high emotion, and we just don't think, you know, rationally necessarily when we're in high emotional state. So absolutely. And so when you go back to my seven point standard for hiring a company, PVDC LLM. Uh, we've encountered bait and switch yep. on pricing. We've encountered the fact that this company does not have a findable office. Right. Right. Okay, so what else are we looking for, Amy? Uh, what are some other signs that you're perhaps being taken advantage of? The sign is being put in a position to have to make a decision. Immediacy. Yep. Having to make that immediate decision um, at a high emotional state. Yeah. I call it the three F's. I call it the three F's. It's fast funds found. Fast funds found. Here's why those are um, fellow acronyms. Fast. They want you to make a decision before you can think it through, before you can call your spouse, before you can call someone, bounce it off of, of someone that you trust, and say, do you believe this is legit? Funds. They're either asking you for a ridiculously high value or they're asking you for a ridiculously low value. And let me explain the difference. When they're asking you for a really high dollar amount, as in your case, as in Evan's case, they have you, it's the moment, they have the leverage. You believe you're not going to get your car back. You're not going to get your keys back unless you pay their ransom. So you're inclined to go ahead and make that decision fast. You're going to pay that bill. Amy, what's a situation where the price you're quoted perhaps over the phone or via an email is incredibly low. What's the purpose of quoting a low price? Well, that's a, that's a, a loss leader that gets you in the door. That gets you to um, call them and, and come in and or, you know, just to agree to, to start doing business with the company. What if you've won $250,000 in a lottery, but they want you to pay them $150 a finder's fee? Well, that's a scam, Dale. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's a situation when they ask you for money and you're rationalizing, well, that that's nothing. I give a little bucks. bit for a small fraction. I give a small fraction to get a big reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you ready to hear what happens? Absolutely. Okay. So let me set the scene for you again. Uh, Morgan and I uh, are now hiding in a vehicle nearby videotaping this interchange, also getting the audio of what's going on. This technician has has followed his script to the letter, shows up, talks fast, gets the job done, hands over the invoice. It's outrageously high. He rationalizes why it's that high, and he expects payment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is he not expecting, Amy? He's not expecting you, Dale. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we get out of the car, and let's listen in on what happens uh, as I confront the locksmith. I'm Dale Cardwell with Trust LTV. How are you? Good. You? Great. Can you explain to us why Georgia Lock and Key is charging her $325 to unlock 
a very similar model that you charged 100 for the day before we yesterday? Did. I wasn't there yesterday. Do you work for Georgia Lock and Key? GA Lock and Key. Yeah. So we waited while he called his manager. She needs a serious seat, is what she's saying, because it might be a different company. Okay, Amy, so this is another ruse. This is another case of deflection. Yes, absolutely. They practice it, I'm certain. Yes, they do. Because we're going to tell them that day before yesterday, we called Georgia Lock and Key. Well, they're trained to say, well, we're not Georgia Lock and Key. We're GA Lock and Key. What are the odds, Amy, if we would have said, well, we called GA Lock and Key two days ago, what do you think their answer would have been? I'm pretty sure they would have said they were Georgia Lock and Key and that they're two different organizations. Okay, as a consumer, an unsuspecting consumer, what does that do in the heat of the moment? Well, you start to doubt, you doubt yourself. Um, now you go, okay, well, you don't remember then who you called. Um, so then you maybe begin to give credence to what they've said. Are you more inclined to hand over the $325? Yeah, because you feel dumb. You feel dumb. And you don't, you know. You, you want feel this, small. And you want this to be over. Because let's go back to the beginning. You've locked your keys in the car. Right. You feel stupid. Right. And you just want to get out of that situation. Yes. You're, right? you Maybe you're late. Maybe the kids are waiting for you to pick them up. You're hot. It was, it was June. Um, Most people uh, that don't have access to consumer police do not have the time, perhaps the knowledge or the experience, to learn how to tell the difference between a company that calls itself GA Lock and Key and a company that calls itself Georgia Lock and Key. Right. And when you have the luxury of time and experience, uh, you can find out the difference between the two. Uh, in just a moment, we're gonna learn the difference between GA Lock and Key and Georgia Lock and Key. Don't get stuck on the side of the road because you think regular maintenance is inconvenient or too expensive. You can trust Haviland Express Lube to keep your car running with their fast, honest, and competitively priced oil changes. Pull into any of the Haviland Express Lube's metro locations. For most cars, it's just $19.99 plus tax and nominal shop fees. That's Haviland Express Lube. Got an unsolvable problem? Send an email to help at trustdale.com. You're listening to Dale Cardwell Investigates. Here's Dale with more. I mean, we called Georgia Lock and Key both times, same number. There's Georgia, there is a Georgia, and then there's a GA Lock and Key, so there's two different ones. <laughs> okay, everybody, you heard the plausible explanation from the locksmith. There's a Georgia Lock and Key, there's a GA Lock and Key. You're getting us confused. Amy, he's talking to a consumer investigator. Yes. So we've already established that there is a, a, a mailbox drop, essentially, on Peachtree Street on the 10th floor of a gated condo community that the average consumer would never be able to access. Correct. That's their listed address um, in all the uh, public places that you'll find an address for GA Lock and Key. And we looked at all of them. Yes. And, and there's no one there. So now they've thrown us a, a twist. They've said, well, wait a second. We're, we're GA Lock and Key. You must have called Georgia Lock and Key. So we start our investigation in determining whether GA Lock and Key is a different entity than Georgia Lock and Key. Well, you go to the Secretary of State's website, and you're going to find that there was a Georgia Lock and Key years ago that operated in North Georgia that's been out of business for some time. So you look online, and you do find that there is a, an entry uh, for Georgia Lock and Key. So I looked for that entry and I found the physical address for Georgia Lock and Key. 
And we went to that location. It was an apartment complex in Duluth. And I went up to the door, knocked on the door, and a gentleman opened the door, and he had no clue that the address where he lived was listed as the address for Georgia Lock and Key. And after interviewing people for 30-plus years, I mean, I'm pretty good at telling the difference between when someone's lying and when they're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. This guy was shocked. This guy was shocked that at one point, at some point, Georgia Lock and Key called that apartment their business address. There were no signs of a locksmith there, Dale? Not a single sign. So once again, Amy, uh, we've our path has hit a dead end. Right. Right? There is no findable office for Georgia Lock and Key. There is no findable office for GA Lock and Key. But there's a phone number for Georgia Lock and Key. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So I called the phone number for Georgia Lock and Key. Guess who answers? Was it the same person who answers for GA Lock and Key? Not only that, but she corrected me when I told her that I had called Georgia Lock and Key because that was the public phone number for Georgia Lock and Key. And she said, oh, no, you've reached GA Lock and Key. Huh. So in this case, the technician does not know that we know. So let's listen and see what happens when we tell the technician that we're on to their ruse. We really, really know what we're doing. We know who you are, and we know where all these phone calls go. So we've, she needs to explain to us why this was $325. Day before yesterday was $100. Yes, I called the number that's right on his Yeah, it's, it's the number right here on, on your car. I have no idea. Like I said, I'm just a technician. I have no idea. Okay, he says he has no idea. He's just the technician. But, but we call him out right then and there, Amy, because the number on the side of his vehicle is the number you called. Absolutely. So there is no confusion. No. We've called GA Lock and Key. We've called Georgia Lock and Key. So what you're going to hear next is his defense of how they price their product and how it goes from $25 to $325 and who's really calling the shots. Let's listen. Do you get to decide that it's $325 or does the lady at the office decide? Basically based on the vehicle there. But how much how much room do you have in make in setting the price? Very less. Okay, so we really don't find out who's setting the price at that point, Amy. No, we don't. Okay. Who do you think is setting the price? I think it's probably a group effort on this one. <laughs> I think the technician has to play it uh, by ear. Yeah. I think they are they are told and coached that if this looks like a chump, you go you go for the gusto. Well, and to be honest, you know, I mean, I, you know, the difference between me and Morgan, I'm a 40-something mom. It was, it's a tiny minivan. I was carrying a higher-end leather purse. Um, you know, maybe I look like a chump. Are you suggesting you were a mark? I'm suggesting I could have been a mark. Okay, okay. So Kevin Wilson, Master Locksmith, uh, coaches us about hiring locksmith and what you should do, should not do. We also asked Kevin, how does this work? in the locksmith industry. What's going on out there? And Kevin says that there are dozens and dozens of freelance locksmiths that work at Atlanta. They may work for more than one locksmith company because the dispatcher is going to call whoever is available to go unlock that car. The dispatcher relates the information to the locksmith, probably, Amy, setting that locksmith up for whether they're going to get a chump or get someone that's well-informed. Mm -hmm. And so the locksmith arrives on the scene, 
and pretty much knows the lay of the land before they start the unlock process. Yes. In this situation, the technician, which, as you say, is the same technician that took advantage of Evan, yep. takes advantage of Amy. Yes. Amy, what did he say to you when you said, wait a second, you know, we just had our car unlocked two days ago, and it was on this side of town, and it was $100? Well, he said that could be in another, that could be in another zone. Um, he said, you know, again, and reiterated that the insurance would pay for it, um, that he didn't really know, you know, um, why I, my husband had only been charged a hundred dollars. Um, you know, it could have been a different, you know, different, uh, technique needed, et cetera. So Kevin Wilson, master locksmith tells us, Amy, that this happens dozens of times a day, not only in this city, but every major city in the country. That is just frightening. Imagine how much money GA lock and key makes a day, a week, a month. A year. Mm-hmm. This is a completely unregulated industry, and that was very, very shocking when I know when I found out that they don't regulate locksmiths. Yeah, uh, pretty shocking. Now the locksmith company is expected to have a business license, and uh, they're expected to pay taxes on their income, but that does not protect the consumer. No, it doesn't. Right. So you would think something that's that critical to the safety and security of a consumer would be regulated. What about unlocking your home, creating a new lock mechanism for your home? No. And no. these people are unregulated. Unregulated. So uh, this is our public service in this podcast. We want to call out GA Lock and Key. We want to call out Georgia Lock and Key. And we want to warn you that if you're in the situation, you find yourself having locked yourself out of your car or your home, number one, don't panic. Number two, if you are going to Google locksmith, go deeply beyond the first page of Google. And check the, um, go ahead and, you know, make it, maybe make another quick look at, you know, maybe that locksmith's name and scam or check the Better Business Bureau. The other thing we need to warn folks is GA Lock and Key and Georgia Lock and Key don't just own one or two website domains URLs they own several website domains so when you're calling the locksmith that's called locksmiths are us and forgive me if there's such a company I don't think there is they could very well be masquerading as locksmiths are us and you're actually calling Georgia Lock and Key Amy it felt so good to bust this guy it, it did it felt so good to help Evan Evan got his money back yes Evan did a chargeback on his credit card and we were able to confront the locksmith, and Evan's mom, Joanne, got to see that. Let's listen to Joanne's response when she sees us bust the locksmith. Uh, yeah, he was completely uh, bamboozled <laughs> and in shock. That, yeah, I, that is so impressive that you did that to him. I love that so much. It's gorgeous justice, and not only has, uh, has Evan had a small victory on this, but anyone watching this video has a small victory, and you know, we share it, and exponentially, people will, will be more knowledgeable about how to deal with locksmiths. This is fantastic. That felt good, Amy. It felt fantastic. If you have an unsolvable problem, we can solve it. Dale Cardwell investigates. Give us a call. Help at trustdale.com. And we'll see you next time. Finding solutions to your unsolvable problems. This has been Dale Cardwell investigates. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.